0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and we're here for an
1: eight-game NBA slate. Coach, are you ready for a terrific Tuesday? I am ready for a takedown Tuesday. I am ready, man. Terrific takedown. We'll put them together. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to bounce back. Last night was one of those you know injury bug bite you things i had three guys get hurt how odd is that that is rough especially when you have a, a payup guy like harden
0: get hurt yeah. and my hybrid line my cash lineup it cashed in cash games like we wanted to even though yeah. trent trent got hurt for a little bit but came back yeah and so it was one of those um lineups that we we encourage our members to make sure they're playing heavy amounts of cash so that if it doesn't Score in the GPPs. At least you win your 50/50s and double ups, and that was that's what happened last night.
1: Yeah, yeah. All part of the coach talk process. You got to grind on nights like that, limit losses, and then that sets the stage for profit. And then huge hit nights, which hopefully we have one of those top one percent nights tonight. I love the slate.
0: Yeah, eight games. Half of the teams involved in a back to back. Only one total
1: over 230, and only one game at seven o'clock to get us going. Yeah, it's all staggered out tonight, which is fun. Last night was insane. Trying to watch those games all at the same time, keep an eye on baseball. The NCAA was starting; it was just mass mayhem. But how about my my Baylor Bears? I called it last night. Had a nice plus one eighty five on the money line last night. I was loving it.
0: That's terrific. Yeah, they they uh, they earned it start to finish, and yep.
1: cru- cruise to the title. I didn't expect a blowout like that. That was that was surprising, but I I did think they had the upper hand. They were playing great ball. Yeah, they they uh they were terrific, no doubt. Yep, no no question about it. another. Again, a big shout out to B Jordan for taking down our our first uh, contest for the NCAA and uh, JP Wild second. So there you go. All right, you want to get us started with game one. I sure do. I would love to. It is the Chicago Bulls at 20 and 28 against the Indiana Pacers at 22 and 26. First night of a back to back for Indiana. So that is something to keep an eye on. And uh, as far as injuries in this game, we have Tice and Temple out for Chicago. Kobe White is probable. And then on the Indiana side, big news here you know, two starters and a rotation player. Sabonis, Brogdon, and Lamb all questionable, so we got to keep a close eye. That's going to obviously uh, change the the dynamics of this game based on that information. Uh, Vegas has it. By the way, I'll tell you what: Vegas was right in having the Mavs only a five point dog. They the Mavs <laughs> kick butt. Yeah. So you don't argue with Vegas when it looks like it's skewed. Stick with them. That's that's my best advice. But right. that was. How about the Mavs' performance too? By the way, I yep. hate to jump uh, the gun here, but I was so impressed with that win. All right, back to this. So we've got Pickham game for for uh, Vegas two twenty six, which is a really healthy number on you know uh, I believe it's the tied for the second highest on the whole board here, and that's mainly because we have two really strong pace teams, ninth and eighth. And defensively, Chicago's 20th, Indiana's 11th. So definitely potential for some good DFS points here. Um, you know, I, with Kobe White coming back, that takes a little bit of the bite out of Sadoransky, who's done a fine job. I think he's still going to start. But the question is, is he going to get enough minutes to make an impact on an eight-game slate is what we have to figure. Levine is back now. He, had, he was dinged a little bit. He played the last game, but I think he's closer to 100%, so you can expect a little bit more from him as well. You always have your go-to value guy, Patrick Williams, but you could get seven, you could get 30. So, you know, more of a GPP kind of play. Uh, Thad Young's been good. He's been consistent. Um, He's, you know, he's getting the good minutes, and he fills up the stat sheet with different stuff. The question is his usage. It's low, and, you know, they don't run much for him, but he's always an option, uh, you know, price so-so. The guy that, you know, I want to focus a little bit on is Vuk. Vuk seems to have now, after it's, what, been a couple of weeks since he's been there, he's got some games under his belt with these guys, and they're starting to utilize him a lot more. So I know he's expensive, but he's not as expensive as he was, and I think that he needs to be considered – um, especially if Sabonis uh, is out, so we got to watch that closely. Uh, it's hard to, you know, say on the Indiana side because we need that news. But if those guys just happen to all be out, or two of the three are out, I think, you know, you got to look at Lavert as a strong play. Miles Turner steps way up with Sabonis out. Usage, rebounding jumps up, uh, and then for the the two guys that are, have been consistent value and often pay off Uh, you know they're not going to break the slate but five six x and that's holiday or mcdermott so there's some depth in this game uh, some value on the indiana side if those guys sit and some pay up potential for a few guys uh, here as well but i do like the game i'm going to have some exposure but i need the news to to finalize who's going to be in and out yeah, on on the Chicago side,
0: if I, if I was going to pay up between Vuk or Levine, I would go with Vuk, but I don't think I'm going to go there tonight. I like a couple of the other center options later in the slate. So I think I would be most likely to play Thaddeus Young, if anyone, from Chicago. Okay. Um, I think with Tice out, he'll get a few more minutes. So I like that little bit of a bump. And then I, I don't like Kobe White coming back for Sadoransky, in addition to Sadoransky's price going up. So yeah. That's of
1: cool.
0: Yeah, it's probably going to be Thaddeus Young or Pass on the Chicago side for me. And Indiana, only if those guys are out, then I would look at Levert. Uh, T.J. McConnell also, and then Doug McDermott
1: would be my three favorite targets. Holiday would be a GPP option as well. Very interesting. And I, I want, before you jump to this next game, I got to tell you, I don't know if you can, you can't see my notes there, but I have cheat sheet notes. And this is the very first time that I couldn't fit all the injuries into my little box there. <laughs> Did you yeah. see how many guys are out for these two teams? Which one? New Orleans, Atlanta? Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a big chunk. I've That's got a... 2, four, six, eight, 10, 12 guys written down. Really?
0: I think yeah. I only wrote down about two-thirds of that. Because yeah. of some of the guys who've just
1: been out for a while. I know. I just, I put everybody today for the hell of it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll read it to you and tell me if you have anybody different because, okay. I, because I had to go to the secondary sheet. I thought, you know, this is a first. I got to <laughs> point this one out. So I have Ingram is questionable, Adams is questionable, Zion questionable, Lewis doubtful, Hart and Nikhil Alexander Walker out. And uh, so that's a lot of guys. And I have Isaiah Thomas in. Yes. That Isaiah Thomas. That's right. <laughs> How about that, man? And then for Atlanta, I have Hunter out, Collins out, Dunn out, Reddish out, and Capella probable. So there we go. The dirty dozen in that game. Right. Exactly. So let's start with Isaiah Thomas. How
0: about How this about story? It? Yeah. This is let's let's break down the situation here we have a 32 year old isaiah thomas who Mm -hmm. not too long ago was a finalist for the mvp of the league and now now he's on a 10-day contract and we know we heard a lot about backing up the brinks truck and he's been humbled since then because he didn't get the huge payday he's been hurt he's bounced around but now that he's back on a 10-day contract i mean i think it's all systems go for it. He's not coming in there to, you know, play past first point guard. Whenever he gets out there, he is going to jack. He's going to be aggressive, and I would also think that he's going to be ready to go. I mean, he's not going to come out there and need to be on a, a, a minutes restriction. Uh, you know, he's going to be ready to go full tilt for as many minutes as they'll give him. And I, I love his price on FanDuel, thirty nine hundred. Yeah, um, against Atlanta, which is a slower-paced team, but they're nineteenth defensively, um, and he, you know, he, I think he's likely to come off the bench and and most likely play against a guy like Lou Williams, who's not known for his defense.
1: Uh, that's so, that's a, a definitely uh, you know Olay defenses
0: <laughs> exactly facing <laughs> off, know, both of them going against each other. I like both those guys uh, off the bench tonight. So. IT is definitely in play for me. He's a little bit pricier on DraftKings, but he's in my initial build on FanDuel. And then uh, with, with the starters, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see about Zion and Ingram. Some, some massive dominoes there. But Lonzo, man, did he come out of the gates? He sure did.
1: Eight,
0: eight for 15 on three-pointers in his first game back, putting yeah. him now at 39% on the season from deep. So what an, what an impressive turnaround from him with his shooting. Pretty good game situation for him. I I think he's playable. James Johnson, if he starts again, he's been
1: priced up, but he's just playing phenomenal basketball. I mean, it makes me sad that he's no longer a Maverick. He's playing unbelievable. Yeah, it just didn't work out there in in Dallas, but he's really taking advantage of this opportunity. He had a
0: full line in the last game plus six stocks.
1: Unbelievable.
0: He's just phenomenal right now. And then, We'll see about Adams, but Billy Hernan Gomez is uh, an option as well, uh, depending on the news. If if Zion and Adams are out, he's a decent price tag. On the Atlanta side, with these all those guys out that you mentioned, the, the last lineup they put out there had Trey Young, Bogdan, and Herder all in the st- starting lineup together. Yeah. Which- which I don't really like for any of the three of those, especially no. at their prices. Bogged not enough
1: side. basketballs to go around at the three-point line, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last game, Trey took 11 shots, Bogdan 10, Herder 11. And that's not really enough for any of them. No. I mean, Herter could pay off at that price tag, but not playing next to Trey and Bogdan. So I'm not really interested in those guys. It, it probably would be Lou Williams or Pass for me, Gallinari would be an option as well I mean this is a good matchup for Atlanta you know New Orleans is 28th defensively middle of the road pace and Atlanta just crushed them uh about a week ago Trey Young didn't even play I know that all the key guys were out for New Orleans but the bottom line is it's it's a good situation for Atlanta and I like how Lou Williams when he's out there it's going to be his show if Herter is in the starting lineup so uh, could could uh, get one of the other bench guys here. One of the other bench, one or the other bench veteran guards.
1: I'll tell you, man. I, 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 this game just gives me an absolute stomach ache because it is so. There's so much volatility to this. I, I mean, I, I hate to do this on these podcasts with games because I know people tune in and they want our advice, and you know, we we put it all out there. But I do, I don't know what to ex- suggest here. I mean, you've got two teams on the first night of a back-to-back. You've got a low line at three and a half, so it should stay close. And 228 is a darn good number. That's actually the second highest, not 226. So, uh, you know, it makes you want to play guys here, but I don't even know where to begin until we get some of this news. I mean, you know, guys like Johnson are phenomenal plays, but not if Zion you know, and Ingram are back. Um, Lonzo's probably... Hundred percent lock and load in every lineup for me if Ingram and Zion sit, but you know, if is a big word. You know, even though it's two letters, so I need to see what's going to happen with the news here. Um, I do agree with you though. This Trey Young Bogdanovich Herter thing is sort of a nightmare if you're a DFS player because there's just no way that any of them are going to get enough shots up that they need to, and they're all going to want to take them. So hopefully Atlanta shuffles their guys back in. And they, you know, put Herter in that role off the bench again and let uh, Young and Bogdanovich at least get 15, 16 shots each. That's got to be the men for, to pay off their, their number now that Bogdanovich has gone up. So, yeah, I wish I could be more specific about this game. Uh, it, it could end up a game where I have like three guys or it could easily be a game where I have nobody. So, yeah. Um, I do want to mention again, though, because it's it's hard to wrap your arms around for everybody. Is Atlanta, since McMillan took over, has played really good defense. I mean, it's hard to believe, but they have played slow and they've paid, played good half court defense. So the days where you expected the Trey Young Atlanta running gun teams to you know score one thirty and give up one twenty eight uh, are are pretty much over. They're winning in a new you know, manner with with uh, pretty much the same guy. So uh, I'm going to have to take a wait and see on this one, Andrew, and then go from there. All right. All right. Seven seven thirty game also is Philadelphia, at Boston. Boston's on the first night of a back to back. We've got uh, Philly at thirty four and sixteen Boston uh, hovering around five hundred at twenty five and twenty five, trying to get it going. Uh, This is only a one point favoritism for Philly on the road, which is pretty impressive. Uh, And it's a 223 total. We know that uh, Maxie is probable for Philly after I believe missed the last game. And the only guy uh, out for Boston right now is Fournier, who's going to sit this one out. We've got pace of Philadelphia at seventh and Boston 21. Philly, the second best defense in the league, but they got manhandled the last game, so who knows where that's at, and then 16th for Boston. Interesting game. I mean, you've got two teams that that battle pretty hard. They're not real fond of each other, and you've got some uh, some big prices to pay, uh, but, you know, the question is, do you want to pay up for the, you know, the Simmons, Harris, and Bede Uh, Brown or Tatum's you got five big pay up guys that you could really soak a lot of your salary right here Um, and I you know I just I think these two teams are good enough defensively and there's most of their good players back I know Fournier's been had pretty good usage since he's gone there but you know it's I think the ball gets shared now that Williams is the starting center he's getting some decent usage Marcus Smart stepped up last game. And you never know, Kemba can throw a really good game in. I wouldn't recommend him because he's been so incredibly inconsistent. But the bottom line is there's a lot of usage spread there where we've had several games where two of the top guys are out and you can focus or pay up for a guy and feel good about it. Same thing with Philly. I mean, it's it's just a different world. You know, you've got Harris priced way up now because – of his performance when Embiid was out. Simmons, same thing. You know, so I know there's great plays here, and you may need a guy or two from this game in the optimal lineup, Andrew. And you're the Boston specialist, so maybe you can shine some light on this. But I just – there's not enough value on any of these guys for me on this slate where you can really get players at the same level and not use as much salary. So I, I – very reluctantly in passing right now in this game, but you know, things may change as the night goes on, unless unless you got a gem for me you can talk me into.
0: Well, I think one or two guys here from the Boston side could work for me. You mentioned how these teams don't like each other, and that goes back a long way. And guys like Marcus Smart step up for this type of matchup. He's a good price here, been playing pretty well lately, and when he gets full minutes, which he has gotten. Uh, if it's not a blowout or back to back, et cetera, I mean this is a front end. But if if he gets thirty minutes, he's been playing pretty well, so I like him as a potential. He's probably my favorite play in this game. Okay. Or I might go a little bit hard, a little bit higher, and look at Jalen Brown. Um, you know, he's that much cheaper than Tatum, and he's had some games where he's been more productive than Tatum
1: recently. Yeah. So I'm a little uh, afraid of Danny Green defense though. He played yeah. him pretty tough last time. Well, I mean, the last
0: time uh, Jalen actually had a big game against Philly, but Tatum was out, so obviously he got more shots. Yeah, um, that's,
1: yeah, that's a huge difference.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 not like he's a key play for me or my my favorite yeah. play on the board, but uh, those are probably the the two Celtics I would look at. And I do want to mention Evan Fournier, who. First, that first night with Boston, he could not get anything. And then it may have gone under the radar for some folks, but a couple games back, he scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. I know. And hit a ton of threes, didn't do too much else besides score. But then last game, 17 points and six assists. So he's definitely starting to get in the groove. And I think he really benefited from that high scoring fourth quarter because the Celtics teammates were really supportive of him. And, and, happy for him after that dud in his first game and he's 5,900 on DraftKings which is another uh, solid price so th- those are the guys I would consider well Fournier's out is he yeah he got ruled out this morning oh I'm sorry I missed that news okay yeah thank you well hey how about uh, maybe a couple extra minutes for Marcus Smart then
1: Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, I think, it gets my attention because of Fournier. I mean, Fournier shoots the ball, period, whether it's going in or not. So I'm with you. I, th- I think those two guys are the two guys I'd look at price-wise, too. Excellent. And then Any then- love for Robert Williams, by the way? Uh, I don't know
0: if I'll go there with the Embiid matchup. Yeah. Um, I like uh, NS Cantor here later in the slate, who's a little bit yeah. cheaper.
1: I'm with you. Canner's going to be chalk city, but it's yeah. worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I want to mention that Embiid is averaging forty and ten against Boston this year. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> That's all in two games. So he's he's gotten up for it. But both of those games were really the key defenders there were Tristan Thompson and Tice. Right. And it'll be w- Williams tonight. So uh, I'm not going to pay up for Embiid since he's also just coming back in the lineup.
1: Only played twenty nine minutes last game. If I knew he was getting mid 30s minutes, he, I'd, I'd be all over him too, no doubt. All right, game four. Let's go to
0: the Lakers and Toronto. Another 7 30 tip down in mm-hmm. Florida. We've got Toronto as two and a half point favorites after that two point win last night over Washington. Uh, island game for the Lakers. Low total yep. here, only 210. And for injury news, we have uh, Drummond questionable, Wesley Matthews questionable. With Toronto, we've got to call Fred Van Vliet questionable after he was ruled out last night. Rodney Hood questionable. I'm going to say that Watson and McCaw are doubtful. They've been out for a bit. And Lowry, of course, is out. So let's start with the Lakers side. Uh, If Drummond plays, that uh, mixes up the front court rotation quite a bit. Gasol, who's been back in the starting lineup, uh, might get pushed aside if Gasol starts interesting little rematch against his former team at at 3,900 on both sites. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little uh, extra motivation here and gets fired up. But I I don't really think I'm going to get to the Lakers side here. Schroeder and Kuzma have come down a little bit in price. But, uh, you know, Toronto still solid defensively. They're 12th and just not expecting a real high scoring game here. Um, so it's probably more likely that I would get one of the guys on Toronto. I don't really want to stack a bunch of guys over there either. But if Van Vliet is out, Bembry was awesome as a spot starter last night. He's still really cheap. Uh, Flynn was amazing, even though he came off the bench. He had seven
1: stocks. Unbelievable game he had. And everybody scratched him because he got pulled from the starting lineup yep. and then bang. Yeah. Yep. 34 minutes. He
0: really, he really stepped up. Amazing. Um, so if Bembry starts again, he's probably my favorite play from this game. And otherwise, it might be a pass.
1: Yeah, this this is somewhat of a train wreck. I'll, I'll tell you how far have the Lakers tumbled though. They're they're a two point dog against a Toronto team. that doesn't have Lowry or Van Vleet playing. Probably, <laughs> it's just like total collapse. I'll tell you, watching the Lakers in some of these late games because. That's all that's left on the slate or we're playing after hours with them. They are painful to watch right now. I mean, they stink. And, uh, you know, Drummond, that just, I don't know what to trust there. He's playing, his toenail fell off. So who knows if he can get full run and all that baloney. And then you got, you know, the jam up with with Harrell and, and Gasol uh, also trying to sneak in there. So I don't want to mess with any of that. I'll tell you, you know, Morris has been steady, but again, just I I don't see the reason to push anything there. On the Toronto side, you know, is is Flynn going to be able to do that again off the bench? Is Bembry going to be able to do that again in the starting lineup? I mean, those are the two value guys, but I'm not sure you go. You you can't go to both, really. So you got to sort of determine, in my opinion, which guys the, the better go to. I actually sort of like Trent and Ananobi the best, though. I mean, Trent's priced okay. Ananobi's too pr- high priced, but, you know, he's he just gets a little bit of everything and and can usually get there. Um, you know, Siakam should be a plug-and-play under the circumstances because, you know, with, with the backcourt being out. But you just, you know, the consistency there, With that high price tag is a little bit of a concern, uh, especially if they have some beefed-up interior uh, defenders. You know Gasol will play him tough if he's in there, and Drummond is certainly a big body, and Harrell. So, you know, not not sure I want to spend up on Siakam, but I think he makes perfect sense. Um, Boucher is the other guy. You know, he's inserted into the starting lineup, uh, we think, again. And, you know, but the question always is, is he going to get enough minutes? Nurse really treats him bizarre. Sometimes he just blows it up in 28 minutes. And then sometimes all of a sudden you're seeing a 16 minute game with, you know, 14 fantasy points. So hard to trust. Perfect guy for a GPP that could, win, you know, bring down a, a tournament for you, but a little bit of, of danger there. So I like the Toronto side with you. I agree. I think a guy or two from Toronto makes sense in this matchup. Um, and not loving the, the Lakers side at all. And again, with this low total, it's, it's not a very exciting game. All right. Well, I'm not too excited about the 8 o'clock game. Are you? Memphis and Miami? That's right. Oh, heck yeah. Why not? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Memphis on the first night of a back-to-back. It is an island game for Miami, if that matters, uh, which it does a little bit, I think. You've got a uh, fast-paced Memphis team at 6. Miami, of course, at 27. They're going to grind you. And then uh, defensively, here's the problem, and that's probably what you're alluding to, 7th and 5th. So you've got two top seven defenses. The number's 218 uh memphis being a uh is, is this correct memphis a five-point favorite that's got to be nope. wrong miami is the five-point okay i marked yep. it wrong i knew it was wrong it had to be if so i was going to delay this podcast and go make all the bets i could make <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could get miami plus five yeah um i have memphis with winslow and melton out and clark questionable and i don't have anybody written down for miami is that correct Just that Akpala is still out. Oh, God, that changes the slate for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, you, you take a look at this newfangled Miami. How about this defensive lineup? Oladipo, Robinson is okay. He's a little underrated defensively. Butler, Ariza, and Bam. That sounds like stellar, tough defense. Don't be surprised if they don't continue to climb up the ladder. You know, do you remember when Miami, and I remember it distinctly, they were 21st defensively b- before, you know, in the first like 10 games without Butler and everything? Right. And I, I couldn't believe a Spolstra team was in below 20. Now they're fifth with a bullet. Don't be surprised if they don't finish in the top three defensively with this new unit. Um, they're fun. So, in saying that, you know, I, it's hard to go to Memphis here. Jaws' price is, is a little up. Val's price is up. You know, uh, I don't think you get quite enough from the Allens and the Andersons. And Brooks being guarded by Butler, no. So Memphis is going to be a simple pass for me tonight. Um, you know, here's the problem with Miami now. We're back on that scenario where it's opposite of what it was before. Now they're loaded with guys. They have a big, like, eight- or nine-man rotation. And, you know, the question is, does Spolster let these guys start getting a lot of minutes on the court together? I think he will to develop that chemistry. You know, this this is game number 51 for them uh, in a 72-game season. So, you know, you you got your final 19 games to get this team ready for a playoff run. And with, you know, with the likes of Oladipo and Ariza, you know, being late to the party here, I think they need to develop continuity. I think Miami's going to be a good play on a lot of nights with some of their key DFS guys because of that. But the negative side of it, like I'm saying is there is going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, spreading out of the usage. You know, there were games where, you know, you know, Duncan Robinson's going to get his threes up and, you know, Butler's going to have, you know, all five categories covered and bam, is going to be steady. But now you've got Oladipo, who's ball dominant, needs the ball, wants to score, is going to shoot it. You've got Trevor Ariza, who put has been putting up a lot of shots, getting big minutes for them, which I'm surprised right out of the gate that he's doing that. And then, you know, what about all the guys off the bench now? The Kendrick Nunns and Tyler Heroes on down the line. These guys were, you know, leading the team in shots attempted for some of those games when everybody was out. So, you know, I'm not going to go to him in this particular game cuz I think it'll be slower and the defense from Memphis is respectable. But, you know, I think pulling a guy from Miami and determining who's going to be key in that particular matchup each day is going to be significant cuz I think you're going to see good minutes for those top guys, but they're a dangerous team and it's it's they're dangerous because they could get 20 points from any of like 8 or 9 guys. So uh, a little concerned DFS-wise, and, uh, you know, so this, again, is, you know, there's several games here I just don't like today. There's just some rough matchups, unless you see it any differently? Well, I, I don't want to pay up for any of the
0: starters here, the the, the pay-up guys, for the reasons you mentioned. You know, it's the, because it's the front end of a back-to-back for Memphis, that's almost like a complete red flag for me, because they really limit their minutes often. In this scenario, and then yeah. Miami, like you said, it's an island game for them. Plus, they've actually had three days off, so you've got their top five defense with their legs rested. That's Yikes. just that's a doomsday scenario for Memphis. Yeah, um, there's a value play that could pop up on either side for me, though. On the Memphis side, if Brandon Clark is out, I could see Kyle Anderson getting a few more minutes. He's a nice price tag uh, on both sides. And then with the bench guys, because Winslow and Melton are out, I could see Tyus Jones or Bain paying off their price tag, but it's not like I'm excited to play either one of them. I think they're both pretty risky. Right. Uh, I just think that those are the three guys most likely to hit value. And then with Miami on the bench, Bielitsa finally got comfortable in the last game, 24 minutes, 10-7-5. and He's only 3,200 on DraftKings. So that's an option, although I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with Iguadala being back in the lineup. He missed that game, right. so I think that's also risky. Dragic at 4,800 on both sites is probably the guy that's most likely to hit value for Miami for, for me. Um, but like you said, it really has gotten spread thin because in the last game, none got a DNP coach's decision
1: because of, because of Oladipo, so... And he played 38 minutes in a game last week. Right? How is he going to get minutes for these guys? It's going to be tough. So, yeah, Miami's going to be a fade city. Lots of nights unless the prices go down. I'm with you. They have to adjust because the usage is spread. Butler's going to go from super owned all the time to hardly owned at all. Yeah, and and from 10k maybe down
0: to mid 7k, and then we'll jump on him at that point. Exactly. All right, we have one 9 o'clock game. It's Detroit in Denver. And this is the return of Jeremy Grant and Plumley to town. Uh, that'll be exciting. These teams yeah. were supposed to play earlier in the season and got postponed. So this is the first rematch. We talked about it on that show. Uh, yeah. But now we actually get to see it in Denver. And uh, I, I like the, the possibilities for both guys. Uh, I think I'm leaning Jeremy Grant here. It is a back-to-back for him, but he only played 23 minutes last night, and he was terrific. 21, five and five, as they blew out Oklahoma City. Yeah, that was the remember that was the game Plumlee sat out, so Stewart started. Right. he smashed, but then didn't end up playing tons of minutes in the second half. No, and the guard rotation was just like we talked about last night. It was six guys who played between 16 and 25 minutes. Chris. Ellington. Ellington didn't even play. Dennis Smith Jr. got a DNP CD. So with them back in the mix tonight, Magruder questionable. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to go to any of the Detroit guards, even though a lot of them are pretty cheap. Um, I'm just going to look at Jeremy Grant, possibly Plumlee. Um, you know, we we do have a slow paced game though here. 22 and 29, low total of 215. Denver huge favorites here, 14 points. Yeah. Uh, so on the Denver side, uh, this is the front end of a back-to-back. And this is another situation a little bit like Miami. If you look at uh, the last game for those starters, now that Aaron Gordon's in the mix, all five starters took between 11 and 18 shots. So it's a great scenario for the fighting Joe Stantons to have a balanced lineup of, of, of awesome talent. Yeah. But a lot tougher for these guys to hit value.
1: Yeah, what are they doing to us in DFS? They're trying to squeeze us out here. This isn't any it's, fun.
0: They're forgetting <laughs> all. They're forgetting all about us. I know. Uh, you know, Jokic is still incredible. He took eleven shots last game and got over fifty fantasy points. So he's it's insane. One of the few guys who can do it. I mean, he had sixteen assists. Um, you know, but he's still well over ten k. So don't think I'll go there. In fact, I don't really think I'll go to any of these Denver starters. And now the bench guys are getting fewer minutes. Millsap was down to six minutes. Jermichael Green only 13. So uh, this is a, a pass on the Denver side for me, but maybe Jeremy Grant would be my leading candidate to, to make a roster.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like uh, a broken record for me today. I mean, this slate is just weird. I mean, this is another scenario. You know, you this is the biggest spread on the board. Certainly has the potential to blow out. Uh, Detroit's sort of hitting the skids now finally it's they were playing sort of tough for a while from what they had but they they're not good and that whole guard situation it, even into the small four the one two three with Detroit good luck I'm I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. I mean I've, I think all of us have been b- burned at least once by either Lee or Smith Jr or Jackson or I could go on and on. They're just they got eight guys in those three. Spots and uh, you know they can go from leading in minutes to you know not playing at all, and that's frustrating because they don't want to win, they could care less, they'll be happy to take the try to get the number one pick. Uh, you know, so it's a disaster in that area. Obviously, Grant and Plumlee, the emotions being back in Denver, you know, how is that going to affect them? You know, they both are gamers, they both play hard, so I don't think they'll you know, they'll shy to the the attention. I think they'll both step up. Plumley sat the last game, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I mean he was really getting tuned up for this game. I mean, I I guarantee you that's what why he sat. Yep. So I'm I'm interested in Grant and Plumley. I know it sounds like it's a you know a a slow drive down narrative street here, but you know, they're two guys that that were meant a lot to that franchise. They're real tight, you know, with, with Jokic and all those guys. So I think they play, play their tails off here, and <clears throat> I think you can consider both of them or, or at least one or the other uh, to get it done. You know, there's always a fear with Plumley trying to guard the Joker. Is he going to get in foul trouble? But, you know, if anybody knows the Joker's moves, it's Plumley because he played against them in practice for a couple of years. So, you know, I'm interested in the bigs for Detroit for that reason, if they can stay in the game. I'm with you on Denver, though. You know, we've got Miami late here is what I would call it. I mean, you've got about nine guys in a rotation. Uh, forget about like the <clears throat> PJ Dozers and these guys that we were so high on for a while. Um, you know, Morris is back in the mix now. Um, you know, just way too many uh, shots to go around again. Aaron Gordon is looks good, but, you know, what is his role? going to be as far as is he going to be able to pay his salary off? You know, Porter, I would think, wants to have a big game here to show that, you know, letting Grant go to free agency was a good move to make way for him. So, I mean, there is some extra motivation here that I think will turn up a few notches, but you also have to be afraid of the, the blowout. So there are multiple things to concern yourself with. Um, like I say, the two bigs for Detroit are in play possibly for me. And really my favorite Denver uh, guy is Porter here. I think he's got the most to prove and he's, he's proven when he's hot, you know, he's going to make a lot of shots, but I'm not ecstatic. None of these guys are going to be just locking loads, but, uh, try to get a little bit of exposure here because I think it'll be a highly emotional, intense game. Yes, indeed. All right, the first 10 o'clock game, part of the two game after hour slate. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, This one uh, is the battle of strong defenses, but good paces, pace, and a great number 235. I get the 230 game again. Of course. By chance, I always get it. (laughs) And it's, uh, you know, it should be very interesting. We've got the, the second and third best defensive, efficient teams, or I'm sorry, pace teams is what I was trying to say. Uh, so you got, you know, the, the you know, it's going to get up and down the floor. Uh, how is Golden State going to respond after getting absolutely murdered in their last game? Uh, but they're eighth and tenth. So you got great speed, but two top 10 defenses, which is a little bit of a concern. Milwaukee, who's hitting their stride, is a six and a half point favorite, which isn't bad. That's fair considering Golden State dropped the game by what 50 this, this week. So, right. Uh, you know, And then that big total gets you excited. What I have is Giannis is probable, so I'm are definitely counting him in. Uh, P.J. Tucker still hasn't uh, really – he only got that one little bit of run. He's out. Pascal out for Golden State, and they've already ruled Curry in. So I think they wanted to say to Warriors fans, please still watch. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get beat by 55 again. So um, where do we go here? Drew Holiday was player of the week uh, so, you know, you got to give him a a big, uh, you know, tip of the hat. Luca was in the West, but, uh, drew holiday earned it, picked a good time to sign a huge three-year extension, love the way he's playing. Um, and I'm not playing Curry because of holiday defense, but I like holiday against Curry defense. So I know that that's, Tough for our. We have a couple of big Golden State Warriors fans as, as members, but I'm I like Holiday here. I'm real comfortable uh, in this game with this pace. I think he's he's one of the beneficiaries of of uh, you know the the fact that uh, the backcourt for Golden State has not been good defensively, even though the rest of the team has been pretty good. Um, as far as the old Middleton and and Giannis argument here, you know Middleton again is a little bit better play because of, to me, because of the huge price difference. I think, you know, this game sets up well for him uh, uh, also. Giannis, you know, hard to fade Giannis anytime. But Golden State, you know, you got to respect their defense. They're they're still, you know, in a top 10 defense. Uh, get angles, take charges on Giannis, strip the ball. He gives them a little bit of trouble. Um, but, you know, I think Giannis is a terrific play, but it does handcuff you if you spend that far up. I uh, haven't played Lopez in a long time and really don't plan on uh, playing him probably the rest of the season because he stinks, Andrew. It's that simple. So mm-hmm. expect Brooke to get 50 fantasy points tonight. <laughs> um, Wiggins, scoring dependent, agitating to watch at times, but can have a decent game. Uh, Ubre with Middleton, tough. Draymond Green, you know, if you can stomach him taking two shots maybe in this game and still getting 35 fantasy points, whatever, if that's enough for you, maybe. Weissman's on the huge splits of minutes uh, with the bigs. So, uh, you know, for me really here, it's Holiday, maybe Middleton. And on the Golden State side, not jumping out of my seat for anybody since I'm fading Curry. Ubre still a little price too high, but potential there. So I'll tell you what, man. This of all the slates this year, this is the toughest I've had putting a complete roster of guys together that I feel comfortable with. If you've noticed on this this show, I probably only recommended like five guys. So you know I need some of that news to drop and some of these other games to fill everybody in. But it's just one of those odd mismatched nights where we've got tough defense and and just slow pace games all uh, jammed together so i don't know that's the best i can do on that one yeah some of these
0: pay up options on this slate are tough and you know this is no exception here because it's the best total on the board i'd like to get some exposure to it but i don't think they're real slam dunk plays because of Giannis's huge price and the fact that he's back out there yeah i think Drew Holiday can only backtrack a little bit. He's been phenomenal.
1: Out of his mind.
0: Yeah. Now that he's signed that contract extension, maybe he comes back down to earth a little bit with Middleton and Giannis both both out there. And Middleton has the much better price than Giannis. But man, was he disappointing against Sacramento. Yeah. With, he laid
1: an eight,
0: You know, just a but a bad shooting night. So yeah, he, he could come right back and and get back in the forty point range, forty fantasy point range, n- no problem. Um. Connaughton or or Dante DiVincenzo maybe one of those guys picks it up in this high-paced game that wouldn't surprise me with Golden State you know I wouldn't mind getting Steph out there obviously it'll it'll be a tough matchup with with Drew but
1: um, you know I don't know you got to spend your money somewhere I know Um, it's a strange opposite thing usually we're jamming trying to get value but yeah I'm with you man Yeah.
0: And I you know, I like how Steph is now back in the lineup and he scored thirty-seven in the last game. So he's obviously recovered from the tailbone issue. Mm. And I think these guys are going to be motivated. You mentioned the huge blowout loss this week. Plus, when they played Milwaukee on Christmas, they lost by thirty nine. Now, Draymond did not play that game, and he's obviously back in the groove here, and he's been flirting with triple doubles lately. And do you know that you know he had the game where he didn't shoot at all? He's actually shot six or seven times at least in the last three games. So I know when you get Draymond shooting a few times, huh, huh. Uh, you know that's the time to to roll him out there. So when
1: you get excited, we get excited if he takes six shots. We're like, okay, he's rosterable. There's yeah, he's no other it. player in the league that you could say that about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, yeah. So this will be a good one to watch. Uh, second second game on TNT. I, I think I'll have Draymond in a lot of lineups because of how he's been playing lately. And he's a decent price uh, on both sides. So uh, Interesting. there you
1: go. Yep. All no right. Lopez for you though, huh? No.
0: Although, me. you know, the thing about Lopez is funny. I feel like he's one of those guys. Every time I watch him shoot, he makes it. And then yeah. I don't understand how he doesn't get 35 or 40 fantasy points a night. Yeah. Cause he's obviously going to get some rebounds too, but uh, he'll just come out and score 23 fantasy points in the first quarter and then disappear. That's, you know that's what's killed goes. him this
1: year? Bobby Portis. I mean, yep. he's, he's taken that chunk away from Lopez where you could get away with a cheap center at times. He just doesn't get it done. Portis actually, to me, is a better play, really. Yep. If he gets the minutes.
0: Right. All right, last game of the night, Portland against the Clippers. 229.5 total. Clippers favored by 5.5. Yeah. Island, island game for both teams. The news here, we've got Nurkic out. Yeah, And Derek Jones Jr. probable to get back in the lineup with a quad issue. On the Clippers' side, we have Serge Ibaka still out, Patrick Beverly questionable to get back yeah. out there. Now, you know, this is one of the highest totals on the board, second highest total on the board. When I wrote down the numbers, even though it's a slow pace game, Portland 19th, Clippers 27th, Clippers have the good defense, top 10. But these are awesome offenses. Portland, number six. Clippers, number two. Portland has the bad defense, of course, 29th. So considering all the variables, it's a decent game environment on this slate. Um, but we do have all the stars, so it's it's a little bit of a crowded situation. Lillard's had a hard time smashing value with C.J. McCollum back in the mix. Yep, and I think time. I probably would lean... McCollum here with, uh, you know, the big price discount, uh, be interesting to see if, if Beverly plays and can add to the defensive prowess of the Clippers. They did a great job on Lillard when they met up earlier in the season. Uh, so I probably won't pay up for Lillard. I'd I'd lean towards McCollum. Uh, but I do really like Cantor here with Nurkic out good matchup against Zubat's uh, and Cantor's been doing well off the bench here in, in limited minutes. So uh, I like his spot here. On the Clippers' side, you know, I may just have enough money to pay up for Kawhi Coach, who is one of those guys that's almost a lock for 45 to 50 fantasy points, so you feel pretty good about him in, in any format in the 9K range.
1: Um, Marcus Morris has been great. Oh, he's uh, – I'll tell you what. He's been my MVP the last couple of weeks. That dude yeah. just gets 8X every night. Yeah, he's just shooting it so well from three-point from land. Yeah. Um, you know, if he gets
0: some Covington defense, it'll be a little bit tougher. But maybe yeah. Covington will spend some time on Kawhi. And I hope. get some some Norman Powell defense. So, a decent opportunity for Morris, especially on that uh, after-hour slate, uh, to find the lineup. And then Zubats as well. I like his matchup against Cantor. Um don't know if I'll get to anybody on the bench for the Clippers. We've got Rondo in the mix now. He takes a little bit away from Man and and Canard. Uh, so I'm I'm looking at uh, Kawhi, Cantor, uh, and maybe another piece from this game.
1: Excellent. Here, here I'll give you the sound effect. Beep, beep, beep. You know what that means? What is what does that mean? Backing up the Brinks truck. This is where I'm spending all my money. Okay. This is a game I've been waiting for. So for, for our members, don't freak out if we're just in the middle of the pack and not looking like it's going to be a super night because this is where I'm going to unload the truck here, spend the money, and, and buy up. I've been waiting all night. And usually that doesn't work out for me. Usually i got early games more. But I like. I think this is a daytime time game. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I, I think he's due. It's a good scenario. Clippers right now, there's a little bit of confusion, I think. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. And you touched on it. I mean, Reggie Jackson could be the odd man out. Rondo, even though in a very limited role, looked really good running the show for the Clippers. So he's going to get minutes. It's interesting that as soon as Rondo signed and played, all of a sudden, Beverly's now possibly going to play. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. wants to keep his spot in there. And then Terrence Mann, you know, has earned minutes. So you got a lot of point guard shifting and splitting. I think Dane could eat some of that, and I'm I'm going to go that direction. Um, so I, I like him a lot. I think uh, Ennis Canner is a huge uh, play tonight. Probably going to be my center, uh, but I like Zubats with you on the other side. I could I could play both uh, on DraftKings and Yahoo because just a good setting for both guys. I mean, don't forget Portland is, is second to last in the entire league, uh, in defense, it's only that famous five and a half point spread. And I'm, you know, I'm going to stick with Vegas that this doesn't blow out and it stays a game. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, Ennis, Canner, Zubats, Lillard, and then I'm with you. I think the other pay up guy that I like tonight is Kawhi. I don't think Covington goes on him that much. I think he sticks with Morris. And even though Morris has been my MVP the last couple of weeks. I think this becomes more of a Kawhi spot, and I prefer him over George. So, again, you know, half my salary is going to probably be spent in this game just with the two payups of Lillard and Kawhi, and then I like uh, the bigs also. So very, I'd be very surprised if I didn't have four guys out of this game and uh, hoping for one of those late-night sweat takedowns. Yes, sir. I I hope so
0: as well. And we invite you to join us for those lineups that Coach is referencing as a member. Great time to join. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com and pick up whichever length of membership you'd like. Uh, We'll get you into our Discord with an email. And we give out full lineups on FanDuel, uh, cash lineups, a GPP lineup, full lineup on Yahoo, and then the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard with highlighted core plays and then a bunch of options to, to fill out your lineup. And uh, as you can see on, um, uh, or as you have, have seen here recently, we still have the BetUS offer. Uh, if you can make your first deposit there, 149 use the promo code Talk, then you can use that 149 for all your sports wagering action and get a free membership with us all the way until June 1st with access to all of our lineups in all of our sports. So we'd love to have you. Any questions? Find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you can find me at
1: Language Olympic. Coach, any final thoughts here? Oh, just excited about tonight's slate. Uh, You know, we'd love to have you. You know, if on the way out here, if you could take a half a second, click the thumbs up, the subscribe button, and uh, click the little alert on the upper corner. That really, really helps us just get the word out and grow our YouTube channel. So we'd we'd really appreciate it. Also, extremely excited about the Masters. We're going to have a a show coming out later this afternoon for our PGA Weekly for the Masters. And we have an awesome contest just for members only with some real Masters prizes, some Pro V1s, a hat, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, join us, DFSCoachTalk.com. We'd love to have you. That's right. So we'll see you later today for golf, and we'll be back tomorrow for some
0: more NBA as we look to crush it in DFS.